welcome, welcome, welcome to Nodes in the Net, a weekly tangential irreverent conversation that caters to the interests of liminal trickster mystics like you, and like Tiffany, who is one of the organizers of the Hot Alien Summer Camp that many of you are fans of, many of you perhaps belong to, uh, and perhaps have discovered this episode of Nodes in the Net through a link from <laughs> on their Discord, because uh, I do intend to post this there as soon as it is up. Uh, it's a wonderful community, the Hot Alien Summer Camp community that Tiffany belongs to and, and helps cultivate and helps direct and helps enable uh, to reach its maximum potential as a community of people who get together and that perform like real life magic in a uh, real community. Uh, and, you know, that's something that we talk about a little bit in this episode of Nodes. We talk about, you know, the magic. The, I'll say it again. It is a literal magic uh, from everything that I've heard. I'm still uh, wandering alone by myself and, and not really having much in-person contact with other people who are awake in the Matrix. But apparently there's a real uh, intense sensation a real intense experience that occurs when a bunch of people who are awake at the same time are you know making eye contact and the energy is pinging back and forth and everybody's auras kind of resonate on the same frequency and create uh, an energy that can levitate the pentagon or whatever i don't know it sounds like the kind of thing that the aliens are up to and maybe you should uh check them out if you haven't already there's going to be links to find the hot alien summer camp discord in uh the show notes here so wherever you're listening to this you you'll probably be able to find a link in the metadata or uh you can find one by going to creekmasons.substack.com uh, pretty much everything that you need to find Tiffany and get a hold of her and, uh, you know, become one of the aliens, uh, with whom she plans a summer camp and perhaps even an intentional community that can, uh, act in many ways toward the greater good of, uh, helping people through the dying process, helping people achieve spiritual realization, spiritual awakening, and just, uh, you know, support itself and, and create a community that thrives, uh, and is resilient to all of the potential, you know, astro weather and climate change and crazy shit that's going to be happening in the next seven years. Uh, it, at least <laughs> if you're someone who believes in, the you know coming of the aeon that appears to be occurring as we transition into the age of aquarius uh so anyway i'm really like on one today i guess i'm over caffeinated i'm recovering from covid as well so if my voice sounds funny that's why uh but before i get into this episode with tiffany i want to read you a little bit of last week's essay from the creek mason substack I would love for you to subscribe to the Creek Mason Substack. And here's a here's a little temptation to do so in the form of uh, an excerpt from the essay that I wrote last week. Uh, the Creek Mason Substack is a great way to stay in touch with the Creek Masons. You'll get uh, ways to, you know, initiate yourself into the, the creative coven. 
join the Discord, all that good stuff. And you'll get email updates when we post new nodes episodes, new Lunar Lunacy project, uh, you know, collaborative uh, creations from the Creek Masons. And of course, new blog entries like the one I'm about to read. So let's get right to it. And, uh, and then we'll uh, head on in to this episode with Tiffany. All right, this essay is called Be Not Afraid. My first psychiatrist told me I'd never stop believing that I was the victim of gang stalking by CIA informants planted in San Francisco's organized crime scene. Instead, he said, I'd simply stop caring. This pledge against mind control brought at least a touch of comfort. I didn't want to lose myself. My beliefs were an identity. What I knew to be true had to be, or else... How could I justify burning nearly every bridge in my life? Max Bemis wrote the words quoted above. Born a slave in 1984, discovered that my life is just a record they performed, a maze where I was placed, in apparent disbelief that his bipolar diagnosis was legitimate. The paranoia, at least in a straightforward reading of that song and others from the same time period, still seemed real to him. Like hordes of mentally ill folks before and after him, he seems to have endured a period where the diagnosis didn't seem to fit, where the stories we told ourselves prior to the meds still seemed true. So much more true, emotionally true, experientially true, just true. That shit that our psychiatrists call paranoid delusions and hyper-religious grandiosity exudes a shiny aura of perennial truth, a wash in the ecstasy and leprosy of manic belonging, belonging in the body and the collective and truth in source. We know with utter certainty that the way we perceive reality is the only correct interpretation. I refuse to admit the pattern. And here it is. Number one, crisis, the patterns inciting trigger. Number two, agony, the physical emotions that arise as a response to crisis, tingly, buzzy, floaty, and potent. Number three, doom scrolling, a period of compulsive information gathering. And number four, red yarns, push pins, and chain smoking, which is a, a stage I can't decide what to call, but should be familiar to you from any movie where a character loses their mind exploring a mystery. It's the dopamine-fueled search for connections and synthesis of disparate data points. And number five, paranoia, the narrative that arises from paranoia uh, that you just can't help but believe, the narrative that often comes packed with a compulsion to convince others, like some cursed Cassandra. I'm sorry to report this pattern kicked off once again over MLK weekend due to a crisis involving one of my closest friends. I panicked, gathered information, formed a conclusion, and sought the catharsis of sharing it. Caught off guard again by my shadow, I did some damage to my relationships through exploring this paranoid territory. It got me. Not because I haven't tried to contain it, but because I was unable or unwilling to admit that despite the meds, therapy, and meditation, I continue to contain a part that wants to scurry around, collecting clues, and screaming that the sky is falling. I was already deep into step four before I even surfaced from the murky panic long enough to notice I had been submerged. You're reading my attempt to alchemize 
that pattern, to own it so it can't own me, to love that part of myself and make it into something I can be proud to claim. To do that, I'm going to use this essay as a kind of shadow work exercise. I'm going to explore the gold that is hidden in the coal of that pattern. I'm going to explore the ways that in a non-dual everything is good because it's all God. Judgment arises from preference sort of way. The pattern of paranoia is indistinguishable with the pattern of prophecy. All right, clearly that's some delightful unhinged ranting that you must seek out the rest of by going to creekmasons.substack.com. You know, hit pause on this recording, go subscribe to the newsletter, then come back here and listen to this wonderful, enlightening, and highly manic conversation with the wonderful Tiffany from the Hot Alien Summer Camp. Tiff. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, Jeff. Hello. Thanks for joining me on Nodes in the Net. This will be the second time you're on here, but the first time I've uh, (laughs) met you just one-on-one. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Solo Tiff. It's it's rare you catch that around here. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for for having me. uh, you, the Naptown folks are kind of a, a, a matched set in. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. We are quite the pair. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm, uh, you know, like this is actually like the perfect segue into my first question, which was completely unintentional. But there's something that you talk about a lot on uh, the Interviewing Aliens podcast, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, that is like the magic that happens when uh, awake people cohabitate in physical space, like, Mm -hmm. you know, in the meat dimension. Like, <laughs> like experiencing each other's vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that magic thing? And before you answer, please know that I've drawn the uh, two of cups oh, for our uh, for our improv, which I also I just mean, feel, you know like that's a card of uh, love, partnership, attraction. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, and and sharing. like perfect card for. Our, you know, our hot alien summer camp, Creek Mason's partnership too. That's perfect. Ooh. I love it. Oh yeah. my gosh, my heart. Yeah. Um, I know that's been kind of on the down low in our, you know, private messages, but you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's bust the doors open. Let's yeah, do absolutely. Yeah. No secrets to hide here. Um, the magic of being in person. Oh, wow. Yeah. What uh, is that? It, oh, I mean, it's incredible. It's it's resonance at its finest. I mean, when you like, we we just have our online communities where most of us congregate, and in our in our you know astral spaces and our you know connections and you know text messages and our little side groups and those kinds of things. But when you are in person, it's like there's a frequency 
that we, we each of us give off. And when we're in person, it's just like it just bounces around and back back and forth. And it just it's like when you hit two, like you hit a tuning fork and put it next to another tuning fork that's, that has the oh. same frequency. They just bounce off of each other and activate each other. It's it's it is that that is is what it is when you're in person yeah. with someone that you you are, you know, like minded kind of people. And I mean, you know, just a couple like like my my buddy, Jeff. Um, he lived here in Indianapolis actually. And so we had lots of time to spend together before he followed his heart down to Alabama. And I mean, just the two of us together was magical. And then, you know, meeting with, you know, 115 like-minded people at a little farm in Tennessee was just like, I mean, I feel like we created a portal in that space. And, And, you know, it was, it was, it was pure magic. And every time that each of us and, you know, even if it's just some of the you meet out in the wild, you you can just kind of feel it. And it's kind of like it, it feels like those divine interactions, you know, when you're kind of out in in the 3D world, just you know, mm. going to the grocery store at the bank. And you kind of just have some sort of conversation that you're both looking at each other like, is this real life? You know, that <laughs> that there's something really powerful about it. And it, it it's kind of those things that kind of stick with you. But when you do it with intention. And or especially when you do it with like a group intention, it's just, oh, my gosh, miracles can happen. I've seen it. I've felt it like I would love to write a book about the experiences that I've had in, in those spaces with with a group intention, with group manifestation kind of things. But it's it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, first of all, uh, I have to acknowledge the synchronicity that just occurred because it's <laughs> Please, 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 please. Um, uh, just within the first three minutes, uh, you're talking about tuning forks bouncing off of each other. So, uh, I was telling you before we hit record, I'm like, I'm stockpiling episodes right now. Um, as many as I can, you know, the new year hasn't come yet, but my intention is to, oh my, hang on one second. Sure. Take your time. Oh, it's just teenagers. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Causing uh, commotion. I, I don't know how much of that got picked up on the mic, but they're screaming at <laughs> Oh but, no. Uh no one is in danger, so uh, <laughs> so we're all good. It's you know, that's like a interesting thing about teenagers. They have this willingness to share their energy with everyone around them and to like really take up space. And I think that it's something that gets like kind of like crushed out of a lot of people. Um, but that like teenager energy that's like, you know, I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs and feel the, the sound vibrating my mm-hmm, chest, mm-hmm. connect to all the people around me, even those who maybe don't want to be connected to, <laughs> uh, is actually maybe something that's a little bit beautiful that, uh, we can, uh, rekindle once we return to the garden of Eden and become children again. But absolutely screaming in the garden of Eden. I love that. That should be the name of a band. Ooh, screaming in Eden. (laughs) That is (laughs) wow. Yeah, there's and and the teenager work, man. That is such. I talk about a synchronicity. Like inner teenager work is hot and heavy right now. Jeez, Almighty. Yeah, let's let's dive into that. But uh, just just to put a cap on it, the the synchronicity of tuning forks. uh, Like two hours ago, I was recording an episode with Nintizen from the DTFH Discord slash Drink Mason Discord. And the exact same thing came up. He was talking about 
getting to meet his uh, his martial arts sensei in uh, in Japan. He just got back from a trip, wow. and the experience that he had is it's the Japanese word for it is kiai, uh, which is the I mean, it's the same thing that we've just been talking about. It's the when one guitar string is plucked, the one right next to it mm. starts vibrating at the same frequency. And I like, and I brought up the tuning forks like vibrating at the same pitch, which is maybe something that's in my head because of Umbrella Academy. Uh, I don't know, but it's a very like visceral image. And I, I just, I want to, I want to get shaking, you know, I want to get shaken by by that kind of uh, interaction, you know? Wow, yeah. Well, hopefully we, you, we have an opportunity here this year that we can all be together and, and we can sh- share frequencies because it is just something like out of this world. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Does it, so do you get it with um, people that you like deeply connect with who aren't in the sort of like spiritual sphere that we're in? Or is it like, does it have to be someone who's awake in the matrix? No, I I don't think that they have to be like awake. There is a there is like I don't know. It, there is like a certain amount of just like I don't. I really don't know. I've I've experienced it here and there, just throughout. Especially this being aware of it, just throughout the last year, just kind of in different places, like uh, like at this little Amish farm that I stopped at on the way home from uh, visiting and. Mm-hmm one of our alien community members in Asheville on the way home, I just like ran into someone and it was just like, is this real? Like it was, it was interesting. So I I don't know their personal stories, but I do, I have a, you know, there's a certain amount of just resonance I think that's involved. And I don't know if that has to do with being awake or just self-awareness or just, I don't know what it is. It's, but when you feel it, you know, and it's, it's very, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose you're not giving like uh, questionnaires out to everybody. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> happens when you die, man? What do you think happens when you die? You know, that'll tell you like right off the bat where they kind of they kind of stand on things. But <laughs> that's kind of yeah. a, a wild way to start a conversation with some some strangers out in the 3D. But you know, make the weird choice, whatever works. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> what happens when you die? What's the right answer? Oh, you know, I don't, it's, the thing is, like, I think that people in our, res, like, in our, uh, you know, in our group, or in our like-mindedness of it all, have all kinds of different answers, but the end answer is, I have no idea, and I don't really know that anybody yeah. does, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's, that's perhaps the, uh, the one true answer. Nobody, yeah. nobody actually knows. Right. But, at the same time, like there does seem to be a a kind of um I don't know, something that feels like it fits in correctly when you're doing the the sort of work. Like I mean, teenager work is a fine example, shadow work is another, mm-hmm. uh death work, like all of these things uh feel like they're aligning you to a reason for having incarnated, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. It it it's funny like a lot of religions and things that we were you know a lot of people were raised with you know certain ideas it makes living aimed toward death like like you live so you can go to you can do be a good person so you can go to heaven or you mm. do all these things in life for the next thing and and mm. like 
it to, to, it's like very death culty. I mean, really, you know, like yeah. is it all just just a bunch of different death cults? Like, but uh, the real like heaven and hell and the, that that's here now. That's that's all happening in the living world and in the and it, it is. It's just like focus on right now. Like who we no one actually knows what happens on the other side. Just live and find your happiness and find your heaven here. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was kind of attaching importance to stuff that feels like naturally vibey uh, through telling a story about it that it is like related to to what happens after I die. But like the real value of those practices is in the feeling of vibiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, what we're, it's what we're doing now. Yeah, yes. That should be the real focus. The main focus is on how you feel in this moment. And I really think that like presence and awareness is the magic of it all because you know, the the past, you can't reach back and touch the past. You can revisit it in your mind and your memories and in your body, but like, and the future is not a tangible thing. It's not a realistic thing that you can have any control over. It's just like being here right now and making the things in your, in your present world sacred, whether you're, you're cooking or doing dishes or, you know, just, being present in your body and experiencing in the now of it all is what is it that the eternity is made up of nows. And that's, that's just kind of the, the way, the, where I'm living, I guess. Yeah. Are you influenced by Ram Dass at all? Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I have a little bit of everything in my pocket from like the 90 spiritual awakenings. I've feel like I've experienced <laughs> in my my 30 something years here, but I've taken, I think there's a little bit of truth in everything. And um, I keep a little bit of it, each of a little dash of each thing in my pocket to to pull out when it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, like be here now. That's, that's his whole, Mm -hmm. or or it was. And then I I think eventually he kind of switched it up to something a little bit more love oriented. Mm, yeah, as one does <laughs> along the healing process, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so talk to me about monotasking. That's that uh that's something I've heard you talk about a couple times. Um like what are, what are some good uh ways to bring consciousness into your daily life into just what you're doing? It's actually like monotasking is so, is so interesting to think about this. It's something that I've had to put into use, like given late, like kind of a late diagnosis, you know, ADHD, autism diagnosis, honestly, it's like, my brain is so caught up in a thousand million trillion things at a time, that it's so hard to be present in the moment. And like, there's there, I also have like, kind of like a dissociative disorder. So some there's, Mm. you know, there were points in my life where I I lost like weeks and, you know, months at a time and just kind of came into consciousness, like, what, what century is this? Where have I been? What have I been doing? And I've had to like, consciously make an effort to stay here right now, because I don't want to lose any more time, especially with, you know, being a, a mom, a single mom with, you know, two young children, the time is flying by and I'm, Mm. You know, I'm, it's take. I'm, it's it's so important for me to to enjoy each moment that I have with them because, like, just watching them grow and 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 become little human beings, you know, walking around on this earth is just like every moment is precious at this age. And you know, somebody was like, "You only have you know 
eight, you know, 18 summers and really only really have 13. Cause once they hit that age, they're, you know, not, and I'm like, Oh, you know, it's all just a, everything is just a reminder to just stay present where you are now because time does go so fast. It's just such a blip of yeah. this incarnation on earth. And, um, you know, that the, with the ADHD thing, it's just like, I have to stay here right now because otherwise I'm never going to get anything done. <laughs> and, and through that, it, I kind of found, you know, active meditation kind of things, you know, just doing the dishes or vacuuming or folding laundry mm. and being present in that moment. And like the small movements that it, it requires to get this done and that done, you kind of find magic in all of it and uh, peace in all of it. It kind of just helps your, your mind and your nervous system kind of reset. And when you can do that within your body and your mind, you can, you can, conquer anything and, and do all you know do all kinds of things so yeah that's that's the roundabout way of just staying present but there is there's is magic in so many things yeah so many that's that's some it, subtle things well there's i mean there's kind of like there's there's two routes that we could like take there it's on one hand there's like the buddhist you know acceptance of things exactly as they are and like you're you're present in the moment and you're experiencing the moment and you're like in a way uh experiencing the conditions of enlightenment in every moment and uh just the the like pure present awareness uh gives you like a uh i don't know there's something i've been practicing lately is like softening my gaze and just mm. like looking at my entire field of vision at once and yes. it, like, it's an interesting thing in the way it like grounds you in the room that you're in and like, Oh, I'm actually, I'm here right now. Um, yes. But then there's also, I, I feel like there's a, a kind of an interesting counterpoint. So that's maybe like, to me, a more feminine uh, energy, like a divine feminine. That is not that that has anything to do with like cultural gender, right. but like, um, so that's like a receptive energy, maybe I could say. And then yeah. the other side of it that like sort of uses all the same toys or tools, uh, but is maybe a little bit more active and generative is the um the magic. And like that's that's kind of an energy to me of like manifestation and uh active uh agency and like creating things in the world and i think that it's both right but mm -hmm. but i think it's really i it is really interesting to hear uh to hear you focus i want i want to hear more about like the magic that comes out of uh, <laughs> monotasking it's interesting as we're talking i'm like thinking of course i'm thinking of 17 things and there's also like some song playing in my head at the same time but the <laughs> the things that i i love to like play with in is like where do, which one do I pick like today I, I today it was a day as we both have discussed before we start recording today was a day it was a tough yeah. tough day and I think it was like about three o'clock and I was I looked at my boss I'm like I I my brain is done functioning today it is <laughs> I'm done for today I think I'm gonna go home and put my you know ass in the grass and get some sun in my eyeballs and get you know, get my life together. Mm. So I came home and immediately 
like it, it happened to be a, like kind of a perfect, beautiful day here. It was like in the fifties, which it, and it's been, you know, so cold in the twenties here in Indianapolis for the last couple of days. It's mm. what are we in just, just the middle of December when we're recording this. And, um, so I came home, took my shoes off, let the dog out. And I went and stood in the grass and just kind of just needed to like ground in and like the visuals I was kind of trying to, I was trying to like regenerate my energy from Gaia and give, you know, the excess energy away and like re just create like a cycle or circle of energy up from Gaia, out through my body, up through Gaia, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And like I did what I did exactly what you were talking about. It was just like I softened my gaze. I, I opened my awareness to everything around me, all the noises, the birds, the cars going by, the wind, the the way the sun felt on my face, just kind of being in my body. And then I and then just kind of naturally started going, OK, feel the ground underneath your feet and like what, you know, feel the support that the ground is giving you. And then I kind of expanded that focus and went you know, and, and this is the land that I'm on and what's below the, the ground that I'm at is just this, you know, my cellular network that's connecting all the trees and the electricity yeah. going around between the trees and, and the plants and the, you know, then I, these squirrels, and these birds went by and, you know, I, and then I expanded even farther and it just, just farther and farther and farther until I was kind of like out in outer space, just in everything was connected, everything, just seeing my, how, where I stood on the earth and how every single thing was connected all the way out to the sun and was thinking about, you know, what, whatever the sun is, you know, just in a matter of, you know, whatever, a minute and a half, just completely <laughs> expanded everything and found oneness in it all. And it was like, oh, wow. I, wow, did I need that? You know, and, and I came back, came back into my body and wiggled my toes and did, you know, did all of that and, and just had like a whole new perspective and my, you know, the, the stress chest pain had, you know, subsided slightly and, you know, I was, mm. my head buzzing was going away and it was just like, oh, like I feel like I exhaled for the first time today. And that was just like such a magical experience just from doing a very simple task of focusing where you're at and your body in this universe right now. But then like, that's, you know, a very spiritual way to look at things, a very, you know, you know, meditative expansive way to do things but like simple things like getting in the shower and like just recognizing that you can turn a knob and water comes out and it can it gets hot and it, there's a whole system and expanding out to the whole system of you know this the, the city water and how that all connects and how magical that is or or mm. you know making the shower just a sacred experience that you can find gratitude and magic in because it's I, I don't have the capacity to understand how all of it works, but I'm so grateful that it does and finding the gratitude yeah. in that or like, <laughs> or the other thing that came to mind was cooking and like I was making soup tonight and I, I was just laughing, like putting intention into every ingredient and the, you know, this, whatever the spiritual meaning of each ingredient meant to me and just making my little potions on the stove and, yeah. and you know, telling it how grateful I am for it, for nourishing my body and every cell in my body was gra grateful for the, my little witchy soup. You know, it's just so silly. <laughs> All of it, it, it's silly and magical and beautiful and miraculous. It's just this, there's so many things that you can make into little magical moments on, in your day. Yeah. Yeah. There, I, uh, the, there's sort of the, the common thread in these that I'm picking out at least is, um, energy. There's, mm. uh, 
there's kind of a an energy that's circulating through all of those tasks mm-hmm. and into you and out of you and then into you and and it's kind of a a circulating energy mm-hmm. um do you do you ever uh, have you ever done this exercise where you kind of like rub your hands together and then <laughs> like hold them apart and see if you can feel anything between yeah, them yeah it did that this morning actually my dog was oh, actually no thinking i was crazy yes yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was I just like got the energy flowing. I clap, I clap, and then rub the, my hands and then rub the back of your hands and like really like get those meridians open. And and yeah, there is like a, a palpable energy that you can create. I mean, we are energetic, we are electric beings, we are energetic beings. Like, if you know, if we want to be scientific about it, like that kind of thing, but there is something, there's something there, you know, right? Yeah, I mean. We we could you know uh, we could get lost in the science of it probably because I don't know anything about it. But there, <laughs> there, there is uh, there is uh, I mean our brains pass information to our our cells mm-hmm. using electricity, right? Like <laughs> this is such a sink, dude. I'm I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah, I mean at the, at the simplest and. Uh, you know, a, a muscle fires because it's electrically stimulated. Like you, mm-hmm. you can, um, they have these things for uh, muscle soreness called tens collars. Tens units, yes. Yeah, yeah, or tens units, right? Tens collars is what they put on a dog. To give them yeah, the they're wonderful. But yeah, so and it, do you, do you understand the like it how it works or what have you used it for? Uh, I, yeah, I had a shoulder injury from swimming. Um, I was a, I was a competitive swimmer for 20 years and I had a shoulder injury. It finally took me out and it took, I mean, it's still take, it's still around, still hangs around, you know, 10 years later, but yeah, I, I was probably overusing that tens unit to try and, re- you know, relieve that pain. But it is, it mm. from my understanding is that you have the two nodes that you put in in strategic places and it it sh- it sends electricity through those those nodes through those muscles am i correct that's my understanding too yeah and so one of the one of the things i was reading uh raja yoga by uh vivekananda uh a little while back mm-hmm. and he talks about how uh, yogis through like the practice of pranayama and like deep meditation uh, can develop this ability to like the same way that I can control my hands because as a baby I could see my hands and I eventually learned to stop smacking myself in the face because <laughs> I could see that when I uh, fired the electricity in a certain way my hands did a certain thing mm-hmm. so uh, so like these yogis, apparently the the story goes. What they're able to do is find the electrical impulses of you know what Western science considers the autonomic nervous system, mm-hmm. and so they they develop this ability to like you know open and close their veins to wow. different degrees, and it brings you know heat and like. Um, through like circulating the prana through their body, they they um, the idea is that the electrical currents that are controlling the muscles 
in those parts of the body are like developing like a rhythmic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the brain is firing them on a rhythmic sort of cycle. And so the prana is like moving through your body. And, you know, is that, uh, is that like bioenergetic feedback or is it just like, you know, chemical reactions or whatever? This is where like you could, you could really get lost, but it does, it does seem to do something interesting. Yeah to kind of like consciously think about uh, energy moving around you, you know, and I've done that, like that rubbing your hands exercise. Mm-hmm. And it really, it almost feels like you can shape the thing that's between. Yeah. You. Oh, absolutely. It's so, so uh, several things came to mind in there that prana moving the prana around in your body to, you know, create heat here, or do this here. I have a really interesting concept of not concept i have a really interesting experience with prana i think sure. prana to me is focus it's 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 it, you know call it woo or call it you know wh- whatever you want to call that it's it, prana to me is just focus and attention and mm. it's the breath of life but it is also the focus um and i haven't actually had i haven't actually had a chance to share this story i i guess or this experience so this this is a perfect place to do that right yeah no um, exclusive <laughs> yeah yes um one of our community members um they it, we they uh met with me and we did a, what was supposed to be a past life regression um and uh a meta you know a, a, a hypnosis kind of thing right and mm-hmm. uh I'm sitting, actually, I'm sitting in the exact position and place that this happened. So it's with the exact crystals that I was carrying when this happened. Mm-hmm. So very interesting. Um, but so, yes, we go, we're going into hypnosis. We're doing the things like she's giving me all these visuals to work with. And um, we get to the part where you're supposed to open up into your past life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had a very different experience than what I thought was going to be a past life experience it ended up being something completely different but like we get to this place and you put your you know you find this bowl of, of water or something you put your face in the water and that's when you're supposed to open up to your past life well, I, I had a you know they, they start asking questions like where where are you what does it look like what does it feel like and I completely had like a complete loss of self there was there was no self there were no thoughts oh. there were no feelings there was no nothing it was just kind of presence and I'm like trying to explain that and because I've never had, you know, and never experienced anything like this. Yeah. And um, um but she's like, you know, where are you? And I kind of like look around, I guess, is the best. I don't know. There's no body, there's no form. And I just mm. focus on like I zoom in on this like part of this field and I'm like at simultaneously like the wind that brings me to this flower, that I am the flower, that I am the yeah. the energy in the flower and then I am like the dirt and then I am connected to all the things and I you know as the flower I'm kind of aware of the wind and the sun and like the nutrients coming in and out of me and the, the electric signals coming in and out of me and then I'm like mm. I zoom out of there and I'm like well, I have no idea what just happened what was that <laughs> and like but there were like no like no thoughts like none and um they were like is anybody with you and I'm like uh you know, I do see someone and I like, by just like focusing on this person, I just like, 
the wind kind of carries me near this person. I feel like I'm kind of just like the wind whooshing around this person and I'm trying to like get their attention or something. And I feel kind of like this joy of some sort. And it ends up like I just, I'm describing them and what they're doing. And it ends up being the person that's like the the person that's like hypnotized me, who I've never met before or seen before. Yeah. And like describing a moment that they had been in before where they felt the presence of this wind trying to get their attention. Ah. And I mean, it, it went, it was, it, this went on we were in this kind of, we were in this moment for I what seemed probably was an hour or so. And it was like the most in, beautiful experience I'd ever had. And I had, I was joyed that that person was there, but I, I could interact. I was like, you know, show telling them to get in the water and they had done this like done these things like in yeah you know whatever and i ended up guiding them on like this you know hip like this this meditative experience and journey and and uh you know coming out of it i recognized that that i hadn't gone into a past life obviously it, it had the closest thing that i that i could think of was just awareness and presence and prana and it was so Hmm. beautiful and life-changing for both of us it was it was such a beautiful experience yeah wow that is that is fucking wild (laughs) oh my gosh yeah it was like zoom out where you know what what it what are you and i could like zoom out as far as like galaxies away and then zoom in just as quickly it was just kind of like Mm. folk it was just like consciousness like at it yeah at its base level. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you were consciousness. Like it was so wild. So you wild. know, the um uh this guy I read a lot, uh Daniel Pinchbeck. Have you ever have you ever heard of well, I'm not. he's he's he wrote um some influential books a while ago about uh like twenty twelve. Uh he was one of the people who popularized the like Mayan prophecy about twenty twelve. And uh, the like, the return of Quetzalcoatl was the name of his book. Um, and he also wrote like a bunch of stuff about psychedelics and whatever. Uh, but I follow him on Substack, and he's got this really interesting take on uh, reality as a result of all the psychedelics that he's taken. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes it sound like you know he just got stoned and had some cool ideas. But like, <laughs> it, it, I think that this is like underwritten by the you know exploration that like people have been doing via meditation for thousands of years like this is kind of uh when you investigate the subjective experience of being a self uh with enough like high density focus then you you start to recognize that these things are are kind of maybe like intuitively true about about reality um, but anyway, the the uh, theory is called analytic um, idealism, and uh, and what it means is that instead of like if you zoom all the way into the very smallest thing imaginable, uh, it's not actually an atom or a quark or whatever you know materialist science would say. It, the basic building block of the universe is actually this field of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's from this like field of consciousness that 
matter originates. And, you know, matter is really just vibration at a denser, you know, frequency, right? Because um, it, it, I mean, we kind of half remember this from high school physics, right? Where like, uh, something is a solid, a liquid, or a gas based on how fast its molecules are vibrating. And, and, uh, and so if some, if the molecules are like bouncing all around all over the place, then it's a gas and it takes up more space and it, it's kind of like easy to move through because the Mm -hmm. molecules are looser and bouncing off of each other. And, um, and so what those molecules are made of actually in, according to this theory of analytic idealism is uh waves of consciousness the, mm. these like electromagnetic waves maybe or or something like that and it uh yeah it's what it's what came to mind immediately when you were telling your story the this like um this kind of what would you call it it's like an an a an awareness, I guess, that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, sometimes expresses itself through, uh, you know, a material body that's complicated enough to, yeah. you know, wiggle its tongue and produce mouth sounds, you know, <laughs> uh, like, or, but also like, yes, the wind is conscious and the, the plant is conscious and, you know, whatever yeah. else. And yeah, like, it's just so wild to think about like the possibility of, cause it is in a way a past life to say, cause, uh, I mean, it's very woo. And, uh, certainly, <laughs> certainly I've lost some of the listeners of <laughs> notes in the night who are a little bit more on the scientific side than, than I've become at this point. But I mean, that is kind of what is suggested by analytic idealism is that we arise you know, condensed from this field of consciousness, mm-hmm. and then we return to it after we die. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm, yeah. I'm on a trip in this in this conversation, but like, um, so yeah, in a way, like a, a past life could be, uh, you know, the experience of it's like a between life almost uh, when you were like a little conscious thing that. And why does past have to mean historical anyway? Right. It, you know, it could just as easily mean uh, it's uh, existing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, time time just seems to be an illusion created by physics, anyway. So you know, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for letting <laughs> me rant about that. Uh, that was that was. It's a really hard thing to uh, pin down with language to the it degree. Is. It is. It is. It is. But it, I don't feel like it's supposed to. It is something that you have to experience. Yeah. It's something that you, yeah. It's it's it. A lot of people experience these kinds of things in meditation or or you know astral projection or those kinds of experiences that are kind of out of body or that that don't really make sense in the physical, but they're, they're not physical at all. They're there, but, but at the same time it is, it's, it's, it's all of the things at the same time. It, it's, it is just like focus and, and consciousness and awareness that you can't really put measure on because, but they just, they have, they have, they exist. Obviously they have to exist. It's, it's what we all experience, but there's not really words to put with it. Yeah. Yeah something you experience and everyone experiences it a little differently and at different times. 
Right. And I experience it differently from one moment to the next. Like Absolutely. all the oxygen I sucked up trying to <laughs> explain that. <laughs> I'm like a little bit high now. <laughs> like gave Perfect. myself a psychedelic trip by talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Living living these days is a psychedelic trip, that's for sure. Jeez, yeah. Almighty. It is. Let's uh <laughs> let's bring it back to the two of cups. Yes. Uh so so we've got uh we've got you know love partnership uh trust harmony uh it's the the figures on the card it's uh a person that's kind of like reaching for the other person's cup and mm-hmm. between them is the staff of uh Eclipius, I think Asclepius something like that mm-hmm. it's it's do you know how to pronounce it I don't I know of it I just don't know the name of it yeah, it's it's the staff that's got like the serpents twined around it that you see on like EMT vans and things like that. Yes, yes. Um, so it's it's like a sort of a symbol of of healing, and I think it was carried by Hermes Trismegistus, who like invented mm-hmm. everything that we did <laughs> yes. in Western culture. Right. Um, who? Yeah. Who like may have been Quetzalcoatl? Um, oh. Oh. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's like the theory that like. Wow. Sorry, but uh, so yes, so uh, so I wanted to bring it back to that, and it's kind of a, it's like a a sharing thing Mm -hmm. that I think that I'm I'm feeling called to highlight the like the reach for the other person's cup. It's beautiful. I don't I don't know that I have like necessarily a concrete question that arises out of that but I wanted to maybe just like ground us back in the tarot card uh and and see what what that might bring up for you. The the card itself I'm just pulling my mine from my own deck. It's mm-hmm. it is it is a beautiful like that there's the masculine and the feminine gender wise but you know but symbolically there's a beautiful like balance and collaboration and mm, connectedness there that is that is necessary in in our own individual lives to to balance our own masculine and feminine energy or yin and yang if you'd rather um, Mm -hmm. seer seer of the the binaries of it all but like the the respect and like the almost like the marriage of the two together and sharing each other's cups and filling each other's cups. So there's something beautiful there. And it, I do feel like, you know, the connections we've created between our two communities is, is really in alignment with this as well and perfect for this conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's so, it's so exciting to, uh, to be a part of the broader network that is, uh, you know, I guess the yeah. or whatever, like this, this like fracturing that's happening right now. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, like not everybody, if the Beatles were around today, not everybody would listen to them. Probably everybody sure. would be in their own little microculture, uh, sure. listening to their favorite podcasts, you know, uh, <laughs> and maybe they are around today and that's exactly what's happening. Um, and so yeah, like we both belong to these little communities and it's it's cool how we can like kind of learn from each other and, mm-hmm. and um 
and find ways to collaborate and and to uplift. You know, what do you have yeah. in mind? What do you what what have you been what have you been stewing on in that uh, in that <laughs> arena? Uh, you know, I think Jeff Jeff and I have you know as representatives of our own community, we're not speaking on behalf of the you know the entirety of yeah. the aliens, but we there is a definite like crossover point between your magic and our magic and we we where we see you know the the potential partnerships and uh growth that can come from you know intermixing our our energies and our you know your art and creativity and and you know i don't mm. know what we represent necessarily in, in the relationship quite yet but the we really have so much respect for what you guys are doing and what you put together and the energy that your community has is just beautiful. There's just like a, an openness and a support system and uh-huh. um, just so much creativity that you all support and encourage uh, with your people. And, you know, uh, you, we're doing the, the meta meditations, you know, right now as, as in our group and, and listening to the conversations mm-hmm. and what that brings up for people has been just like beautiful and healing and, and uh finding little bits and pieces of everyone's experience that resonate with your own i mean i think that's that's where so much growth happens i mean there's a lot there's a lot of growth that has to happen on an individual level that um of course you know but be, being able to share your individual experience can help someone else with their experience with like it's the whole ripple effect and mm. you know the the ripples that our communities have created have finally you know kind of combined together and you have run into each other and have created this kind of really beautiful resonance that I look forward to seeing grow. Um, and, you know, and the partnership between the two of us, I, I foresee as just being like collaborative and creative and um, being able to create a space where you can physically come and be with, you know, our group, with your group um, and, and having your group come and meet in their space in our space and you know have the safety and the camaraderie and the collaboration is just something i really look forward to to seeing you know what happens and just being open to allowing you know those those memories and those experiences to happen i i I look forward to seeing how it all plays out yeah me too well first of all thank you for that wonderful uh review of your oh my gosh it's incredible in the creek mists, that's so that it's so wonderful, so flattering to hear uh, that that people are like connecting on there. You know? Oh yeah, you guys, you guys have created such a really such an incredible space over there. Yeah. I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it to to witness all the the beautiful things you guys do together. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and you, I mean, like when you say you guys, it's um. It's kind of one of those situations where you're also sort of thanking yourself because, like, there there have been like pivotal moments in the the server history, you know, where you've like chimed in with just the right like you know hype boosting thing. Where it's you know you picture like two ponds or a pond with two rocks thrown into it, and the ripples are coming towards mm-hmm. each other, and when the ripples hit they create this like shoot of water upward, right? That's like, mm-hmm. I think it's like orders of magnitude higher than either of the ripples because of the way math works or whatever. Um, <laughs> but that's like, that's kind of, I think that's what what's going on with us, right? We're like, we're rippling uh, 
we're sending the morphic resonance out. We're we're doing the the uh, tuning fork thing, and and the the waves are combining and and reaching upward. Absolutely, the uh, chimera that's above the that Hermes. I don't even know how to say it. The, the serpent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the chimera that's above it is is an absolute sink. I was talking about chimera last night and like kind of looking up the different meanings. It's a, it's what is it? The animal made up of different body parts of other animals is like standing above or is is floating above them with its wings. It's a big lion face with wings and I think the tail of the chimera is a snake and there's also like a goat goat head I think involved in it, but it that represents what fire and passion and that rules over the union of the two, the two folks with the two of cups. And like, that's just like, this is such a synchronicity, this whole conversation of love it. And I'm, again, I'm sorry if we've lost your, lost some of your, your listeners with the, the woo-ness of it all, but you know, that's here we are. <laughs> Make yeah. the weird choice always. <laughs> well, I, at this point, we probably don't need to keep apologizing to them because they all, they all smash their their airpods into the toilet or whatever <laughs> but uh, i wish i wish them well yeah <laughs> but it's, you know it is it, i do too you know love for all beings and stuff but like it it is kind of fun how the things just uh just come out of you and one of the things that uh that happens i think when the ripples meet each other is these synchronicities mm-hmm. the alignment of it all yeah absolutely yeah. It's well, one of the things you said earlier was like these portals uh get opened when a bunch of people are vibrating on the same sort of frequency in the yeah, same yeah. place. Mm-hmm. I I feel like probably we could do a whole podcast just describing all of those or maybe mm-hmm. maybe I could publish the book or not I, but you know, maybe the Creek Masons could publish the book that you are that you got brewing uh yeah. for for all these synchronicity stories, but uh, I, you know, I asked you last time. I gotta ask you again. Do you do you have a good one that comes to mind? Oh, uh, the most miraculous experience in in this term would definitely be just like the planning and the coming together of our first uh, meeting at uh, Alien School field trip. And pl- the planning of that. I mean, it, it began with just a couple people that really resonated with each other, got to know each other really well. That were like, let's let's go on a camping trip, you know, like let's get together. Like we we're doing all these beautiful things, you know, from thousands of miles away across the country, you know. At the same time, what what would it be like if we were in person? And then like, you know, we kind of talk about it with a couple other people, and they're, oh, I want to go, I want to go. Let's like, can I come? And then you know, we were just looking at going, you know into the woods for the weekend, you know, and uh, some state park or something. And it just kept growing. Mm. And, um, it got to the point where it was just like, Oh, this is, we should just do something bigger. Cause there's now like 25 people that want to go to this. And so, um, this is all through, uh, Jessa Reed's, um, alien school discord, I guess through her Patreon from her, uh, awakening orientation department. Um, uh, podcast, which you are familiar with. Yes. Um, that's how we met um, originally. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I reached out to her, Jessa Reed, and asked her, hey, we want to throw this thing together with your people. Like, I, I don't expect you to be a, a part of it at all. I just want to, like, make sure it's okay that we do this kind of in your community, in your, you know, like, that kind of thing. I don't want it to, like, sneak up and you find out about it from something weird or whatever. And she was like, oh, I think it's great. I don't want to be a part of it. You know, like, I, that you guys do the thing. I think that that's really needed right now is this community. and. Um, so we, we got to, got to get, and we found a, a venue and, uh, started selling tickets. And then that like second round of COVID like happened that, I don't know, some, some weird morph of COVID in 2022 that like, or was it 2021, mm. the 2021, some weird one came through and kind of knocked us all on our butts again and put us all back in the uh, lockdowniness of it all. So we kind of put that all on pause Yeah, and she called and was like, uh, you know, we were all kind of going through some dark night of the soul shit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just like everybody was in it. And she called and was like, hey, I I, I don't know if you, I, I know you guys like aren't aren't actively doing the thing, but I think you need to do the thing. So like, get off your ass and do the thing. And so we started planning it again. And um, like, I, you know, had reached out saying, hey, I'm, I'm planning this thing if anybody wants to be a part of it or whatever. And like suddenly I'm just kind of surrounded by these people that were just like, you know, it's this completely volunteer ran, you know, kind of thing. We just, we're just trying to get people together and, and hang out. And, and I'm surrounded by these people that are just like absolute magic and like so excited for this thing. I'm so excited to create it. And Mercury retrograde comes in and knocks everybody on our butts. And this, the, the, the venue we had booked like randomly closed its doors the first day of that retrograde. And ah. like, they were like, we're closing for financial reasons, you know, da, 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 da. We, you know, kind of freaked out. And I was like, you know, we had a meeting and we were both losing it. And, and I just had this like moment of peace. I'm like, Hey, everybody just shut up for a second. You know, just like, calm. <laughs> let's calm our nervous systems. Like, yeah, like let's just sit in and ground in a little bit, like close your eyes and picture yourself there. And like what it feels like to be there and what are you doing and you know, this and that. And and I'm like, we're it's going to happen. This thing is going to happen. It's we're just the vessel for it. Like, so just let it come how it needs to come. Like mm. and everybody took lots of deep breaths and you know, we had reached out to a couple of other venues and we were getting some very weird responses, you know, being that it was alien school field trip. You know, we had like called some like Buddhist places and they gave us some hate saying you know this is a place of like yoga and meditation we're not like into that i'm like what do you think this is exactly what we're doing it's a lot of yoga (laughs) and meditation and you know but i get it you know so we were like being shunned away and shamed away by different things but i was just we just kept i just kept grounding everyone's emotions like it's going to come it's the perfect place will come to us like it's going to be okay this is going to happen like and then we get a call from this random location in Tennessee and they're like, what's this uh, alien stuff about? And I'm like, well, it's, it's not really like aliens. It's kind of a joke in our, you know, like it kind of is aliens, but like, it's just like this, you know, thing with this podcast they're a part of. And, and the owner's like, well, I've had some alien experiences on my property and like, I'd be interested to hear your story and, and, you know, like that kind of thing. And it was like, Oh, we found our home. Like th- this is it. There this it is the thing, you know, there it is. And I mean, the second that that took off, like we, there's just the trusting and it came to us within two days of like, uh, you know, just calming ourselves down and letting it come in within two days, we found a place and like the, 
the owner was like, I'm going to bring in a, a, a film crew to do your CE5 things. And, you know, oh, it was just nice. like the perfect partnership. And like, then the event manager, God love her. She's like this, this sweet Southern woman, this, this angelic woman. And she like two weeks before the event calls me and she's like, I hope she's like, everything's set. Everything's ready. I just have to tell you. She was like, you know, I died once when I was 15. And I was like, oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> you know, our, I don't know. But for those who don't know our, our podcast person we're speaking of, Jessa Reed, her giant awakening came from a near-death mm. experience that she had. And right. um, so she shares that, you know, that she's been um, basically like she, she got sent back here with kind of the ability to, to straddle life and death in that she helps spirits pass from life to death. So the spirits will come to her, you know, in that liminal space between the two and she will help them along to the other side. And, but she hadn't shared that with anyone for 40 years. She'd been, the only person that knew about it was her husband who had recently passed. And she, you know, I'm like, Oh, this is, this is the most perfect group that could come and be a part of this in, in this space. And I mean, every, every, every step along the process of planning this event was just absolute magic. It was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know how, I don't know. We're so behind on tickets. Like we have to, we have so much to pay. Like take a deep breath. The money will find us. And then, you know, Jessa did a, a big promo for us and like, got us the exact amount of money that we needed to make the next payment. And then, you know, we mm. would panic about, Oh, like we have all these musicians that want to come, but we don't have anyone to do any audio visual. And like, to rent speakers and to rent all this sound equipment is going to be like $2,500. And, and like, I'm fully panicking about it. And I'm like, I'll just pay it with my own money, you know, just, and, and I'm like, nope, just trust that it'll come. Like, like picture yourself, they like trust that it'll come. And like the next day, one of the performers is like, Hey, do you need any extra audio equipment? I have all this stuff I could bring. And it was exactly yeah. what we needed. And then she's like, I can, I, I'll bring it, but I'm not going to like run it. And then, Within the same day, another person's like, hey, I'm an AV tech. Do you need anybody to come? And it was just like, it, it was just like everything we needed came to us as long as we were open to it and in the energy of receiving and not in that desperation push, push, pull energy. Like yeah. it was just miraculous bits and pieces the entire way. And, uh, and, it, and, it, and it continues to happen with, with, e- with each different little meetup we put together or, or online event we put together it's just it always works out so much better than we could have ever imagined and you know i could go on for hours talking about all the little bits and pieces that just blew my mind and like cracked my heart space open and made me just like full of gratitude and overflowing with love and you know all of these things for this community and all these the experiences that i have i've got to have through this for you know the last few years but you know those are definitely mm-hmm the ones that stick out are, are because of this community and this, this space. And I'm just like, Oh, just wallowing in gratitude constantly. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it. I mean, it just sort of seems like, uh, you know, it's some things want to happen. They have their own will. And, uh, yeah, and I like that, that metaphor you used of like, we're just the vessel for this thing that wants to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just happens through you. That's great. Yeah. It really is. It's just it's just uh it's like if 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 this is anything, this is my like 
capstone project for my graduation of alien school, you know, kind of thing. Like this is manifestation at its finest. This is meditation. This is grounding. This is working on your nervous system. This is healing all your shit. This is, you know, overcoming the programming and creating your own new world. Like this, this is the capstone project of, of alien school for me. Yes. Wow. Wonderful. That's so, I mean, from there, it's obvious the Creek Masons need that. Uh, I think at least also as a representative of the Creek Masons just in this moment and not necessarily uh, ubiquitously, but like the, I think that um, that energy of like receptivity and manifestation of something in the real world Mm -hmm. is, uh, is definitely something that we could build off of a, a relationship with the, the, the Hask folks like you know uh in a lot of ways we're very similar like a a group of people who just like really vibe with one another and share some sort of alternative spirituality beliefs and and uh also just like maybe just like alternative counterculture beliefs Mm -hmm. generally Mm -hmm. um and and in that way, we're both really similar, but there's something about the energy uh, of of Hask and of uh, even of the AOD like main discord that's just mm-hmm. very like uh, very generative, very like is I, w- I want to say like high vibe, but I know that like love and life <laughs> is something Ooh. that like Deathbreed loves to shit all over. <laughs> but like it, it does feel like the kind of place where it's like you can. Uh, you can, I don't know, like you can bring anything and it'll be received, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that the one common thing that you find in our, these, these groups, I, all three of us, all the AOD, the Hask and the, the Creek Masons, they're, they're unlike any community I've ever seen. I mean, ever been a part of ever seen. Like there is, there is a love and light process to it, but I think the one common thing amongst most of the people in our group is that we had to go through it. We had to make friends with our demons. We had to face the darkness in order to get to where we are. And, and not, we don't shun it away. We've, we walk with it hand in hand. You know, we have, we have a a good balance of both. You know, we, we, yeah, it, it, that's, that's a, a real common uh, theme amongst everybody is that yeah we 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 want to live in a beautiful life of love and unconditional love and acceptance but we had to do some work to get there yeah and we get to do some work to get there maybe <laughs> yes yes yeah constantly constantly yeah yeah it's it's a little bit like the embrace of like the darkness is what allows such, you know, light to, to exist. It's a little bit like, you know, something that was common in the grounding stories you were just telling, uh, at least from my perspective was this, um, this like, let's feel our feelings. Let's, let's actually acknowledge that we're experiencing stuff right now. And Mm -hmm. then, kind of allow them to melt off because what we need will come, you know? Yeah. The trust. Yeah. The, the the divinity of it all, I guess, you know, I I constantly go back and forth between the free will of it all and the, the fate 
the free will and the fate is, is, is something I battle with constantly, but I do, I had this interesting experience. Um, do, can we, uh, do we, do we talk about psychedelics? <laughs> we had a, had an interesting psychedelic experience, um, recently where I was doing, I was battling the fate and the free will of it all. And yeah. I'm like, how, how is it that we can have free will? Like how, how do those things intertwine how can they exist at the same time and i was kind of shown this um i was in the middle of this a, a lot of a, a bunch of circles i was in in the center of these ranging sizes of circles and mm-hmm. um i was looking out around me at like what what is this kind of thing and kind of suddenly my my visual field fractured into you know five or six different visual fields with with what was in front of me being really similar, but the farther out I kind of looked was, was differing what I assume would be like different timelines possibly, or that kind of different options, you know, Mm -hmm. timelines, if you know, whatever, however you want to call it. And as I kind of felt into my body about the different, like different, like looking down the road at each of the different timelines, as I kind of felt into my body about the, the outcomes of each of them, uh, and it kind of accepted them or fell into what I wanted truly. They started kind of just falling away until there was kind of two that I was straddling going, okay, I could go this way or I could go this way. And I like played them out. And it it was like, no matter which way I went, I would still experience or run into the circles around it. So it was like these catalyst moments are going to happen in your life, no matter which direction that you choose, because that's, maybe that's what fate is. Maybe that's what, you know, the pre-written, you know, life is, is that you're, you're, you are going to have these catalyst moments. It doesn't matter how you get there or which direction that you take. These moments are still going to happen. And I'm like, okay, I can make peace with that. I actually, I actually can really vibe with that. Um, so it was interesting. Yeah. Just being, you, you're in the middle of a circle and you, there's, straight lines that you can take but you're still going to run into these like to the borders life events yeah kinds of things that are are meant for you or whatever kind of thing and then making peace with that was just a really beautiful experience wow yeah it's like canon events in uh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's really cool you know i think this this might have been uh one of those uh it's it's liminal too that's what's really fun about it it's yeah. like the boundary between the inside and the outside of the circle and yeah. you like run into it no matter what direction that you take i think this this might have been one of those moments for me mm. <laughs> this was such a wonderful conversation Thank absolutely you. it always is we are the best we have the best conversations i love you guys yeah i i'm i'm so grateful to you for uh becoming a node once again and uh and and sharing all of your wonderful vibrations with yeah that's a canon moment for me as well yeah a canon moment <laughs> <laughs> with, with the creek masons and with yeah the- definitely ah oh, i feel i feel much lighter i feel like all the astrological weather is affecting Ooh. me much this yeah this, you know I'm i you said you said at the beginning <laughs> that like around three you felt like you needed to tell your boss that it was you know kaput yeah for me that moment came at like 9 30 in the morning <laughs> it's been a yeah. rough so it thank has you been so a rough much. couple of days I, and i wish you well on this journey this of you know the next couple of weeks with this uh, retrograde because they were starting off heavy that's for sure i wish everybody 
you know, the the best for best travels and you know, whenever this comes out in 2024, yeah. you know, I can't wait to see it on the other side. Yep, they'll have the benefit of hindsight on the retrograde. So they know what's yeah. in front of us and yeah, we don't. right. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Yes. All right. I will take care. Thank you.